It's my distinct honor and privilege to present to you Psalm 17. If you will turn with me to Psalm 17. This is a prayer to the Lord, a prayer of David. It's a righteous man communicating with God. This is how a righteous man can pray to the Lord. Yes. There's two overlying themes that I'd like to take from this psalm. The confidence of a righteous life will give you power in prayer, which is going to be focused in the first four verses. Secondly, the Lord is in control no matter what the circumstances look like. And in the end, we win. Yes. Psalm, Psalm 17. This is going to flow very nicely, I think you will find, from verse 1 being a very obvious introduction to a prayer, then to some thoughts that David had about his life and why he could go to the Lord confidently. Then it goes to the fears that he has later on in the psalm, and then to the control the Lord has over everything with a very powerful concluding verse in verse 15 for our lives. Yes. Follow along with me as I read Psalm 17 to you. Hear the right, O Lord, attend unto my cry. Give ear unto my prayer that goeth not out of feigned lips. Amen. Let my sentence come forth from thy presence. Yes. Let thine eyes behold the things that are equal. That's right. Thou hast proved mine heart. Thou hast visited me in the night. Yes. Thou hast tried me and shalt find nothing. Yes, Lord. I am purposed that my mouth shall not transgress. Concerning the works of men, by the word of thy lips, I have kept me from the paths of the destroyer. Hold up my goings in thy paths, that my footsteps slip not. I have called upon thee, for thou wilt hear me. O God, incline thine ear unto me, and hear my speech. Show thy marvelous loving kindness, O thou that savest by thy right hand them which put their trust in thee from those that rise up against them. Keep me as the apple of the eye. Hide me under the shadow of thy wings. From the wicked that oppress me, from from my deadly enemies who compass me about. They are enclosed in their own fat, With their mouth they speak proudly. They have now compassed us in our steps. They have set their eyes bowing down to the earth. Like as a lion that is greedy of his prey, and as it were a young lion lurking in secret places. Arise, O Lord, disappoint him, cast him down. Deliver my soul from the wicked, which is thy sword. From men which are thy hand, O Lord, from men of the world, which have their portion in this life, and whose belly thou fillest with thy hid treasure. They are full of children, and leave the rest of their substance to their babes. As for me, I will behold thy face in righteousness. I shall be satisfied when I awake with thy likeness. Amen. Psalm 17. The approach I'd like to take is I'd take one word from each verse for the 15 verses and hopefully use that word to give you the overlying theme of the verse and all tied together the theme of the psalm. 
Verse 1, the word is feigned. How fake are you? We cannot be fake and hypocritical when we come before the Lord. We must be completely honest and just as we beseech his throne. We must be honest in all things, for he knows. Verse 2, equal. If the Lord passes sentence on our life, will he find us to be equitable? Are we fair and just in all our doings? Yes, Lord. The Lord will not take kindly to those that are unfair in their doings, expecting him to be fair to them. We must be fair and equitable. Those are the people that the eyes of the Lord will look upon. Verse 3, one of my main points, purposed. It says in the second half of the verse, and shalt find nothing, I am purposed that my mouth shall not transgress. Yes, right. Are we purposed? Yes. Do we live a purposed, driven life? Yes. Mm-hmm. And do we live it in a way that the first three verses explain it to be? There are those that talk of a purpose-driven life, but their actions do not match up to the words that they say. We must live purpose-driven lives if we are going to come before the Lord with our requests. Can God tell that we are purposed, or do we waver and toss to and fro at every instance? Verse 4, thy. The psalmist says, by the word of thy lips... I have kept me from the paths of the destroyer. Many books are written. Many words are spoken from pulpits. Many things can be seen and heard in other avenues. However, what do we use to keep us from the paths of the destroyer? It must be thy words. These words right here in front of us. The holy scriptures that have been preserved through the ages and kept for us to know how we ought to walk in this world. Yes. Moving to a little bit of a different thought here in the psalm. Verse 5, the word hold. He's now requesting the Lord from the power of the Lord to uphold him and keep him. Hold up my goings in thy paths that my footsteps slip not. The wicked are known by their inability to stand strong in many ways. They are slipping constantly. But righteous men can be held up by the power of the Lord. Verse 6, the word speech. The latter half of the the verse says, Incline thine ear unto me, and hear my speech. Do you talk to the Lord? Do you communicate with him? We've just been told that the Lord Jesus is a friend. What a friend do we have? Friends communicate with each other. The Lord has certainly communicated with us. I wonder if we've communicated with the Lord. Relationships are based on their ability to communicate with one another. Spouses know this. Fathers and children know this. If we have not communicated our needs to the Lord, then we have failed in our part of the relationship to communicate back to him through our speech. Verse 7, marvelous, show thy marvelous loving kindness, O thou that savest by thy right hand them which put their trust in thee from those that rise up against them. Marvelous, the way the Lord words the verse. Do we marvel at things like this? Do we see the loving kindness and marvel at it? To marvel is to cause great wonder or extremely good and pleasing. We should marvel at the loving kindness. As we hear further today about the woman of Sychar, what loving kindness shown to her, what greater loving kindness in many ways shown to us. Verse 8, a beautiful verse. Keep me as the apple of the eye. 
The word from the verse, apple. It's not just the eye. The eye is a very sensitive part of our body, but the apple or pupil of the eye is one of the most sensitive parts of our body. It's been said, one can tolerate an eyelash on the white of his eye, but let it barely touch the pupil and everything else is of secondary importance. Once that eyelash were to get to the very sensitive part, the pupil, the apple of your eye, nothing else matters except taking care of yourself and protecting against anything that would continue harm. And that's the way the Lord treats us, as the apple of his eye. Everything else is of secondary importance, and we become priority number one. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Verse 9. Compass. He switched again to another part of his, his prayer to the Lord and talking about the enemies that are around him. Compass. Do you feel as though you are encompassed? Do you feel as though you're surrounded? Do you feel like there's nowhere else to turn? This is the way it can be at times when we see those around us that have our ill in their intention. Don't feel overwhelmed or too surrounded. The Lord has continued to be with us. However, we need to go to the Lord and express these fears and communicate with him the need of him to help us. Verse 10, the word proudly. We must not let their confidence confuse us. Just because the wicked can stand and speak with great volume, or maybe even with great eloquence, they are still the wicked. We have the confidence in the Lord. They merely have the confidence in their voice and in their words. We can trust in the Lord who has already told us that he will keep us as the apple of his eye. Verse 11, the words set. These that are seeking about to get us, these proud ones, they are set. They are determined in what they are looking to do. They have set themselves against us. Yes. We ought to be set, but we can see how they are in, in fighting against us and the things that they have caused and set out to do. Another portion of verse 11, we see that he's changed from the singular pronoun in verse 9 of me to the plural in verse 11. These wicked will rise up against us individually at times, and they may rise up against us as a family or as a church or as Christians in general. And the psalmist goes on to say those things, that yes, they will will fight against me, but they will also fight against us, and the Lord will take up for us. Verse 12, the word lurking. These lions that are going about looking for us, or they are lurking. They are looking for the weak ones, They hide in the shadows, waiting for the right opportunity. If you think about a pack of antelope and a pride of lions that are are walking about them, they'll hide in in the tall grass. They'll find the shadows. They'll wait. They'll look. They'll lurk. The previous verse had mentioned them bowing down to the earth. They are hunched in. They are getting ready to spring on those that have strayed too far from the pack. And they they will come after you. And they will get you if you do not keep your confidence in the Lord and let him take up for you. And the theme switches again in verse 13 to how the Lord can use even those that seek harm and mischief against us and use them as his sword. So in verse 13, which is thy sword, sounds a little bit strange the way the verse is worded, but if you look at it, Arise, O Lord, disappoint him and cast him down. Deliver my soul from the wicked. Which is thy sword? These wicked are his sword. He wields them as he will. He will strike through 
using them to do the striking. They are completely in his control as a dead piece of metal is in the hand of yes. someone wielding it. Yes. Right. However, where that hand decides the sword will go, it will go. They are completely at his disposal. Right. We must believe the absolute sovereignty of the Lord Jehovah. And when Amen. we do, we realize everything is in control by him. Yes. The Lord's going to give us opportunities to prove that we believe in the absolute sovereignty of God. We don't always know when these times are going to come, but they will come. And it's at those moments that we must trust in the Lord yes. and believe this with all our heart. Right. There is a determinate counsel of Almighty God, right. and it will come to pass. There'll be no appealing it. He has already set it in motion, and it will find its, yes. its course. Time fails to speak of Pharaoh, and Sennacherib, and David, and Nebuchadnezzar, and the Jews, and then the Roman armies, and many others that through time the Lord has used as a sword to strike through those that he needs to. Right. He allowed the Jews to crucify the Lord Jesus Christ, and then, according to the determinant council, he used the Roman armies to destroy the Jews. Right. Thank you, Lord, for showing us these things so that we might gather confidence when the time arises for us to have trust in him. Verse 14, the word this, middle of the verse, it says, which have their portion in this life. We see blessings, seeming blessings that the Lord has allowed the wicked to have. Hid treasures. They have children. They're leaving the substance to their babes. Sure, the Lord will give blessing to the wicked. However, he's given it to them now, yes. and it will be in small measure. Verse 15 transitions. He will give it to us in great measure. Yes. Satisfied. Verse 15. As for me, I will behold thy face in righteousness, according to the first few verses of the psalm. I shall be satisfied when I awake with thy likeness. The Lord will make us righteous before yes. him. We shall stand in the righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ and now be finally satisfied when we awake with his perfect Amen. likeness. Yes. So in conclusion, are we purposed? David said, is there not a cause? After the Holy Spirit convinced Peter, he went, nothing wavering. Paul said he was determined not to know anything but the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. Jesus, in his early years, was about his father's business Jesus, in his later years, set his face to go to Amen. Jerusalem. Right. We are purposed and committed to one day see his face in righteousness. Yes. If we live the first few verses of the psalm, take comfort in the middle part of the psalm and the Lord's ability to control even the wicked, we will one day be satisfied. Amen. Amen.